This show was brought to you by Ouch My Ego. OuchMyEgo.com Hey everybody, I haven't talked much about this on the show. I don't think at all that I have another venture called Grumpire in which I provide illustrations for the website called Grumpire.com. And there's also a, a podcast, so you all probably know I have like 30,000 podcasts already out there, different titles. Video Night, What Did We Just Watch, Got Me a Movie, Vincent Price's Laugh, and this latest one is called Grumpire. I don't need to get into what that podcast is about, but the website is a film essay site where we welcome various, not every, I don't think, I think there's some hot takes or some interesting or not so interesting takes that are too controversial for us to handle. But for the most part, we welcome almost anything. And one of our writers, so far our writers, we don't pay anybody, but he's a loyal writer for Grumpire. He's here as my guest today. His name is Jay Alary. Hi. Uh, why isn't it Jay Alary? It rhymes. Because it's French? Come on. It's like Alarigue. It's just they came from France to Quebec, Canada, and decided, hey, we're. Some of them actually split off and changed the last name from A L A R Y to A L A R I E because they thought that ending in Y wasn't French enough, so they changed it. So that's why we have relatives with I E last names and some people with the Y last name. That's goofy. Isn't that goofy? Right there. Yeah, that's, that's nonsense. I find a lot of Canada to be wacky in the brain. Well, if you think, yeah, Quebec is a, our own sort of French-flavored uh, wackiness. But we love I, it. I say that, but I, like, don't have too much disdain for the general Canada stuff. So, I like, a lot of my favorite things and actors and stuff come from Canada. So, I just like to give people grief. I like yes. to give you grief in particular. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I can take it, though. I can take it. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad. So I, I kind of assigned you f for this episode, but you didn't do it, and neither did I, so <laughs> neither did well, I. Well, that's, good, that's it, good to know. I'm glad that we both didn't do it. E.T., and in, in fact, I didn't even assign you this one, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm -hmm. But were you around? I mean, you were. You're about my age, so you were around, but did you ever hit the cinema for E.T.? Yes, I did. I remember seeing that in the summer of 82 in Saskatoon. Was there any like cultural bias against it or for it at the time in your... No, the only thing I remember, I think it was not even, I was eight years old because my birthday is in November. So yeah, I hadn't turned nine yet. So I didn't read, I didn't read the newspaper. I didn't really know much about it. Just that my family said, oh, we're going to go see this movie E.T. And I do remember getting a scholastic book. I think it was like sort of like a children's novelization, but like with pictures of the movie. And so I think I, I think I think that kind of piqued my curiosity right before i had seen it right so what was your impression of that movie like were you into it were you yeah. not yeah no I, I really quite liked it i mean i was definitely sad at the certain point near the end of the movie when it looked like et was dying and i felt really bad but then of course the movie you know pulls the heartstrings and you know i really i, I just really enjoyed it as a kid i know that there were people crying in the theater i remember that now you probably got to close encounters of the third kind later yeah, I think with our generation, a lot of us, when we didn't see movies in the theater for various reasons, we would see them when they made their network TV premiere. Yes. And I think like the ABC movie of the week and all these things, like I can remember, like I've gone on YouTube and fallen down that rabbit hole and, and watching like the intros to some of like when I saw Jaws, like that's how I saw Jaws for the first time was on like American TV premiere. Oh, that's another Spielberg movie. I saw Close Encounters way later. I saw 
Jaws when I was six on VHS when I lived in Italy, but in Holland, my class saw E.T. And there was a negative buzz Oh. Culturally. Hmm. My parents' culture. It, it, Southern Baptist is what they were, but they're basically evangelical. And so they had this thing about ESP. Ah, uh, yes. That that is of the devil. Yep. And there was an ESP link, or as described by the press anyway, or reviews, or and then the biased press against it. That ESP link between Elliot and E.T. And so uh, when I was allowed to watch it in school... I didn't get the big deal. So their their negative thing, like, that's bad, really influenced me on just not caring about the movie anyway. Okay. So I watched the movie with the mind of, like, I'm looking for something really bad. And I see these kids being kind of <laughs> jerks to each other, and I'm like, well, I don't like that at, at all, but that's neither here nor there. The e, the ESP stuff, uh, yeah, what? It serves a story. I don't... What's the big deal? That's really interesting, though, because my mom was the same way, because she's a, she's still a really big Christian. I don't think she really said much about that element in E.T., because I think she's one of the people that took me to see it. But yeah. I remember, like, she was really, like, you know, oh, like, if I watch Star Trek, Mr. Spock, telepathy, like, she, she had the same sort of thing that telepathy was like. Yeah. Or ESP was, like, the devil's work, and that was bad. And if they were in movies and TV shows, like, oh, like, I shouldn't yeah. watch that. Extrasensory perception yes, is not a God-given thing. Well, but I don't know why it wouldn't be. But anyway, yeah. so my negative, not it wasn't like not even negative. I didn't have a negative response towards the movie in the sense of this movie's garbage because of my parents' influence on it. It was more like I don't see why everybody's going crazy about it anyway. Mm-hmm. On top of I don't see what the big deal is about the ESP stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't uh, think it was a big deal either. So why am I even approaching the Spielberg alien movies, those things? What did we just watch? Extra. Tony's father has been away a long time. Now he's coming home. Extra has returned. Once a man, he is now something more than human. Indestructible, ever-changing, evil. His mission, to avenge, to possess, to destroy. Why did you come back? I came back for you. Oh, my God. Joe! Extro, bearing powers of black magic from deep space. If you think hard about something, you can make it happen. Use it when you need it. Extro. Some extraterrestrials aren't friendly. From New Line Cinema, rated R. Now, there are two extra movies following this one that yes. have pretty much nothing to do with this one. I haven't seen those. Don't. Okay. <laughs> they're not worth your time. Well, they're worth falling asleep to. If you can find them on YouTube or something, just put it okay. on and fall asleep within the first 10 minutes. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. Do that. But uh, you, Jay. Yes. Tell us. The story of Extro. That's going to be fun, because I'm not even sure the filmmakers knew what the story was, but... Try to nutshell it. Essentially, we have a family playing in an English cottage in the United Kingdom, and all of a sudden there's a bright light, and lots of wind, and this little boy sees his father disappear in a bright flash of light, and then we have fast forward a few years later, and they're living in London, the mom is now dating somebody else, he's got a new boyfriend, and the boy has nightmares, and he still misses his father, and then all of a sudden we see like another similar 
temporarily bright light returning to Earth, and this alien almost gets run over by some motorists, as they say. Sure. And then the uh, creature attacks one of them, essentially impregnates this woman in order to... <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> to birth... Wait, 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 wait. wait. What? Don't you get too okay. far ahead. That's Don't too detailed. Too okay, okay. That's... That's way too detailed. So the, the alien has something to do with the father. Mm -hmm. So this movie, I'll tell you straight up, for me, is a vampire. Every single time I've seen it. Now, you hadn't seen it, right? No, no I had seen it, but a long time ago. I had watched okay. it on VHS. Okay. <laughs> okay, a long, long time ago. Yeah, long, like okay. 25 plus years. All right, that's perfect. That's way, you know, my allowance is like five years. If you haven't <laughs> seen it in five years, go on. One of us has to have been like pretty fresh on the film, mm -hmm. but 25 years is fine. I have seen this a few times or tried to. Uh, I fall asleep or I get drowsy throughout it. This is what I mean by it's a vampire. It sucks my energy. <laughs> The life force. The movie doesn't necessarily, yes, it sucks, but not in a, it's like a perfect bad movie type of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's very entertaining. It's, yeah, but I don't know why whenever I watch it. I, LB2, we were like soul sucked. Like we were like, you know, <laughs> we can't keep our eyes open during this part. So it was a bit of a struggle. In the midst of all this, I don't say it too often because it's really used inappropriately most of the time insane goings on mm -hmm. i don't use the word insane very often because people are like hey did you watch that uh mandy movie it's insane or it's wild man wild no wild isn't even <laughs> like that's applied to stuff that is quite obviously not wild but yes. like people really think mandy is insane because it's got neat colors it's just a revenge movie with bikers that are bikers not demons which their introduction is like they're demons but that's a digression yes point is <laughs> insane is misused so often but this movie i think has a lot of insane choices no i think insane is a very very good description <laughs> all right let's get to the first insane choice when the alien comes back it's a guy doing a crab walk so he's yeah. basically got a mask on backwards it's supposed to be his face pointing forwards that's really a, a disgusting alien it's really a, yeah. an ugly design and i don't mean that necessarily Necessarily in like it's badly designed as in but artists didn't know what they're doing. It's grotesque. It's really ugly and disturbing. Yes. In fact, here's a little meme thing. I have seen on the internet the shot from the inside of the car. It's a still of it walking across the street right before they hit it. Mm -hmm. And the caption on that meme is that this was an actual photo taken at this certain time trying to make it seem like this is a real photo of a cryptid or an alien oh and i was like that's extra that's <laughs> you're not pulling a fast one on me buddy it's not a file photo from some regional newspaper it's from extra <laughs> yeah it's simply extra that's my new dietary additive simply extra <laughs> When the alien, I guess the alien is extra, right? That's what I see. That's the thing because I was, I was thinking like, what, why is this movie called Extra? I mean, is it Nobody because the alien it. or it just? Oh, it sounds evil. It's like we can't say extra like extraterrestrial because all you know, this came out I think a year after ET. In America, it came out a year after ET, yeah. but it says it's a 1982 film, yeah, so but it came maybe, out in America in '83. But I think 
that there are similarities between this and E.T. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I totally and especially agree. Close Encounters. Yes. There's certain visual things that are just totally like, oh, that's a really good way to show it, Spielberg. <laughs> Let's do what you did, except really disgusting. By the way, this could have been E.T. sequel. and Not really, but the E.T. sequel was supposed to be a horror movie. Yeah, because I do listen frequently to the best movies never made. Where they talk about unproduced scripts and yeah they did talk about the sequel to et be more of a horror movie and i'm just like wow that was... kind of a revenge of et yes and, and it was supposed to be horrific and gory and instead he didn't do that kind of wish he did just to troll the audiences <laughs> i kind of think that popular audiences uh are fun to make mad just a little bit so he shoots the proboscis at the motorist's face i believe uh and yes then we don't see much yeah because it hits him in the eyes it's just a tongue and it hits him under the eyes uh and then he goes and kills the lady in the car nah that's not too weird none of that's too weird just what the alien looks like kid has these weird dreams though that his dad is coming back or his dad's trying to talk to him this is the et stuff where the kid is linked to whatever with esp yes by the way if i showed my parents this since we talked about that <laughs> if i showed my parents this my dad would be like oh what are you watching oh oh this is nasty right he'd be like that but my mom would be like this is demonic wait and... to wait till certain other scenes that happen later in the film <laughs> that's right so the kid has these problems and he this is inexplicable right what happens with him waking up in the middle of the night and his mother tucking him back into bed he's all he's covered in blood like a bucket of blood yeah like he's covered like it's not just like a few drops it's like he's like he's so with extremely fake looking blood but it's it's blood didn't he come to her room just completely fine being like mummy mummy right yeah because they're her, yeah the mom and her boyfriend having sex in the bedroom he comes walking in and you know, they stop and then you don't see any blood and then cut to He's, her talking to him and it's yeah, like and then she has her hand under the blanket just like the pat him on the chest or something yeah. And she's like, oh, wait, what? Suddenly he's covered in blood. Yeah, and that's what I was like, wait a minute, did I miss something here? Like Apparently, it's some sort of psychic and physical manifestation of what happened to his dad, uh, assuming that extra alien thing is his dad. We're saying that because of what's coming up next, really oh, soon. Yes. She touches him, and it's all bloody. I don't know how they can justify it. Like, I don't... No, it, ma it makes no sense to me. That's Insane 1. Yes, 1. Hot on the tails of Insane 1. Well, let's just <laughs> establish first that he has a snake named Harry that's a girl. Harry the girl snake. She has eggs, so that's established. All right. Yes. And he's got a neighbor downstairs who is an old lady who meddles and is creepy disgusting. She's so creepy where he walks by her, she grabs him, and is like, Oh, I could just gobble you up or whatever. Not Monty Python-like, but basically. But and yeah, the kid's like, Ugh. <laughs> Why would be too? Because that, that woman is ex like she's disturbing. Like I was like, ooh, like this. And now we're setting this up. This comes back into play later. Yes, it does. Miriam Debeau is in this. She's it's her first film role. I think she was 19 when she did this, and she didn't mind getting her kid off. Uh, no. No, she did so, not. So they exploit that a little bit. They kind of seem like they're going to show the mother, too, and they don't. But this next scene, the following scene to the kid's bloody pajamas, is that uh, Extro makes his way to another cottage, and there's a buxom blonde woman there, and you're thinking, oh, hey, they're going to probably show some boobs or have a shower scene or something. They don't. No, I know. I sound, <laughs> I sound disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of, like, it's weird. I, I did um, recently Spookies, and they have a scene like that where they set up that this is going to be an exploitation scene, and then they just 
go away from it and get to the <laughs> horror part of the scene without the exploitation, you're like, but you just promised. You just set this up. I'm simply saying, I'm not disappointed because I didn't get what I wanted. It's just that yes. you're setting it up like the domino should have fallen there. And it does. It's the exploitation expectation. There. Right. But sure. yes, yes. It's, but they're <laughs> setting it up. It's their fault. What I'm saying yes. is it's not what I want to have happen. It's just that I was expecting it because yes. of them. So what happens here? <laughs> well, the alien comes a calling and decides to take its proboscis. And instead of, you know, shooting this woman in the eyes with the proboscis, it actually attaches it itself to her mouth. Aliens face hugger style. Yeah. For me, I'm like, hey, this is like so much like alien and i also love alien knockoffs and so i'm like oh, okay like this is really cool and you know obviously the proboscis is very penile like and but the end of it is kind of webbed fingered it almost looks like a flower at the end of it at the end of it yeah and it has spines that are more prehensile so i guess they're like four fingers or something with web between it and that goes over the mouth so it's not quite like a phallus is being well, shoved it's into long, her mouth you know if it's like it's a <laughs> It covers her mouth like a cup. Yeah, okay. That much. That's and I have never seen a phallus that's like that at the end of it. Well, okay, fair enough, yes. <laughs> but the rest of it, it, ha it oh. has a shaft. Yes, that's... You're right there, okay? A glistening shaft. No, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Well, then she starts uh, freaking out and panicking and passes out, wakes yeah. up. The alien is, like, decomposed, turned into a pile of goo, and the dog, the dog is, is, like, yeah, lapping at the remains of this alien. <laughs> And then she starts starts going into, like, not convulsions, but her stomach starts swelling. Boy, does she, it swell, man. It swells. It's... it's Okay, like, so you think alien or something. They're, yeah. They're, like, aliens, right, which came after this. But aliens, they're hooked up in the cocoon. They're, like, hooked up on the wall or whatever. And they're kind of... You can imagine that they're somewhat bloaty, right? Yeah. And then their chest bursts, right? So... <laughs> Um, Alien, the movie, has John Hurt get his chest burst that way, but he's not really bloaty. It's this little tiny thing, right? No. So oh. how, what do you do to top any of that? Yeah, because that's the thing. When I was watching this scene, I'm thinking, obviously I went back to the, you know, yeah, the John Hurt scene, which I, I can still remember when I saw Alien for the first time in a sleepover. You know, I can watch gore, but that scene, because... The way John Hurt sells it with the twitching and the and the whoa, spitting, like, the, the spitting, spitting and then food. after he yeah, and then after the chest bursting, his hands are still twitching like in the you know the death throw like post death throws, and I'm just like oh ah. And so I, I was good. thinking that I was thinking of the Roger Corman knockoff Galaxy of Terror. Right. We have kind of similar like some giant slimy space slug which uh, sexually assaults this buxom female astronaut. So I was thinking of that, and then of course see that movie, this one. That movie hmm? does actually go and say hey, it's oh, exploitation yeah, yeah. and this yeah. is what we set up and here's your expectation there you go and it's similar scene but this one doesn't have the nudity in it no unless you think that a big giant belly is nude <laughs> and it's not except um the dad the actor who was playing the father who was abducted is now back and he's crawling out of this woman 
That's right. It was very disturbing. <laughs> he's all, all covered in blood, and he's crawling out of her. The audacity of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's audacious, definitely. Did you listen to any of that Siskel and Ebert stuff? Yes, when they were when they weren't saying garbage repeatedly. Uh, just of the two critics, I I never liked Gene Siskel. He always seemed like a stick in the mud. You could tell his just absolute disgust, and he's all. <laughs> I just well, love that he was just so offended. X T R O. Remember that spelling. Remember that name. One of the most mean spirited and ugly thrillers I've seen in a long time. It's called Extra and it's a monster movie and it's not a very good monster movie but that's okay because most monster movies aren't very good. A lot of them though do somehow manage to be entertaining in a dumb, goofy, stupid sort of way just by giving us such ridiculous monsters. Mm -hmm. Extra doesn't even try. The movie never bothers to explain much of anything about these monsters. It's a depressing and completely cheerless exercise that leads to an utterly hopeless conclusion. It either go to a monster movie because it was good or maybe because it was entertaining trash, but Extro doesn't even qualify as acceptable trash. It doesn't even have the courage to admit what it is, which is entertaining matinee trash and let's have a little fun. Instead, the conclusion is so nihilistic in which yeah. the movie basically says, that's it, everybody's going to die, there's no hope, fade to black, let's have the credit. Yeah. It's as if they're so pretentious that they're trying to make some kind of a, of a philosophical statement out of this garbage. It was offensive. Garbage is the operative word. I just, I didn't realize that Roger Ebert gesticulated so much when he was describing movies. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, so I love that review. It's really funny. I think Roger Ebert's wrong and correct, absolutely correct, but he's wrong in that yeah. they didn't care. They just didn't care about it. They do care. They cared so much. It's just that this is, I don't know, it's its a different kind of filmmaking. Um, well, it, I, yeah, and I think it's really interesting because exploitation cinema is largely an American creation. And I mean, I'm not discounting what was done in like Italy and Spain. Yeah. But the UK, like they had the Hammer Horror films, which, you know, started getting cheekier and turning going rated R in the 70s. But, but then you did have in the UK also like the carry-on movies and other more randy films which yeah. are uh, exploitation but they're it's a different kind and it's really yeah. stupid comedies that aren't but, funny but, but they're all full that, of boobs like yeah and there wasn't this attempt at making like a kind of a monster movie like because this looks like a, a, you know the british version of a roger corman alien knockoff yeah essentially. Yeah, yeah yeah i think so, so I, too. I thought that was kind of so i think they did care i mean regardless of how incoherent or insane it is yeah incoherent is a good word i think what you're seeing is the influence of Robert Shea or Rob Shea Robert Shea I think Robert Shea yeah he ran and I don't know if he still runs uh, but he was kind of a corpsman but with a bigger budget because he did New Line Cinema yeah he was the founder of New Line yeah so he had been doing that for a while and he, he'd still adhered to a lot of the corpsman style so it's like if this is going to be rated R and it's a horror movie there has to be a naked lady somewhere and that is Miriam Deboe the weird non sequitur inclusion of toys coming to life seems like it <laughs> might be a poltergeist thing i uh, yeah it reminded me so much of poltergeist and i haven't seen all the sequels it reminded me of like the very first puppet master too and puppet master are you talking about like the the first puppet master oh yeah just the, the first full one moon? I, okay just that low budget vibe and also and here's a movie that i covered as well that you still haven't seen and you desperately want to i know this it's making contact it has a little bit of yes vibe from making contact but not so much but what i think has happened is that this movie really loves Spielberg. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Except they don't, they're not Spielberg, so they can't no. make a Spielberg movie. They can't even come close to it. So it becomes its own weird thing. 
Dad comes back into the picture, hangs out with the kid, and the mom is like, oh, well, you were gone, so I got a boyfriend, and we're about to get married or whatever. So, uh, how long are you gonna stay? He's like, uh, I don't know. But he ends up eating the snake eggs, and the kid freaks yeah. out. In the meantime, the kid is like, psychically making toys do small things or dumb things but it doesn't quite go crazy yet i think what was that psychic thing his dad just psychically looks at him and says not yet yeah there was like i was like what like there's a signal like he's signaling his child like there's obviously some kind of connection already son there will be a time in which you can turn that toy into a midget toy depiction <laughs> of a clown that that toy is and that action man toy you can turn that into a big action man but not yet Oh, but when they do, oh, oh. Mm. So, I didn't say little person, but that's decidedly so, because this movie, I, I think it's exploitation, and so midget is an appropriate word It's 1982. It's 1982. Or three, whatever. They probably just used the, yeah. Yeah, but he's dressed as a clown, and he's got this little whirly gig light thing. I don't know what that does, except some yeah. sort of sci-fi thing. I thought it was like a top, and then it was. it doesn't act like any top I've ever seen. But what does it do? I don't... Or, Maybe it's a kaleidoscope? I don't know. Projects light? I don't know. It does some sort of chaotic thing. But the big payoff of this whole sequence is uh, the lady down the stairs, um, after the snake gets away, because snake gets away inadvertently, crawls down through a light fixture and into her salad, <laughs> and she then brutalizes the snake with a meat tenderizing hammers. Tenderizing, yes. Tenderizing. And tenderizing. so she kills it, and then she hands it back to the mother in a bag and is like, this is Harry, your son's snake. And the mom's like, oh. And I'm like, no, you're an evil lady, lady. But they actually set this up so that we're happy that she gets killed. By another toy brought to life. Action Man, right? Action Man. That, to me, was actually particularly effective because even though it's low budget, I just thought it was it, there was a creepy vibe of how the actor having this like sort of plastic mask around that sort of... Plastic yeah, hands, plastic, plastic face, stiff clothing but yes. it's still it's still clothing yeah kind of waxed or something so it's a little bit stiffer but the motions he's like a mime yeah he's like really robotic like how you might play with a toy actually yeah like a toy that's being controlled by a child or or you know unseen like the sort of telekinesis where people can move things around so yes you can you can tell like that's kind of being controlled by some other force the child just taking out the creepy lady downstairs it was fantastic yeah i loved i, I loved like the little touches too like when she's killed and like you see like her little bonbons or sweets and the blood splattering them and, oh well that's ugh. the dumbest thing about this scene which is great it's good it's just mm -hmm. talking about the character herself yeah she's under the couch i don't know how anybody can be under a couch ever yeah. but she's under the couch and she's like oh there, I, my candies i need to get a candy right now and she sticks her hand out and the action man sees her and then stabs the bayonet down into the couch and kills her yeah because she, even in her panic life or death situation she needs her sweets i must have my sweets <laughs> it's so dumb okay we did skip over a thing which i prefaced a little bit there's this part where the father kind of kisses or bites down onto his son's shoulder yes it's, it's bubbling i okay let's try to get better description because i don't know how <laughs> i've seen i've seen people try to describe this and they don't quite <laughs> okay so it's like he's inflating part of his neck so that he's blowing and under the skin is puffing up 
like he's yeah. inflating a bubble. But then he pulls his mouth farther back, and it's almost like he's now sucking. Yeah, I got the sense that he was kind of like inserting like his DNA into him, which into just makes the kid's psychic abilities go crazier or, yes. or more powerful, right? So he's like, it's like they accelerate converting. the process. Yeah. Now this guy being birthed out of a lady is that he was the alien extra, and when he was abducted as a human. He needed to be transformed into this alien to live on their planet or their atmosphere or wherever he needed to live where. Yeah, because he talks about that. Too. He, he mentions that to son that I had to be changed to live there. And he had to be changed back, and by changing back, he had to be born again, I guess. Yes. And not in a Christian sense. No, no. <laughs> again, my parents would be mortified. By the way, I wonder, you like Lars von Schreer. Have you seen The Kingdom? I unfortunately have not. Okay, I have to wonder if Lars von Schreer saw this movie and was inspired by it because there's a very similar... A, a, an adult scene. coming out of a person? Yes, Udo Kier, to be precise. Oh, wow. Coming okay. out of a woman. And, Spoilers! And, oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> when you say Udo Kier... Out of context, though, it makes no sense. But I thought of that instantly and I have to wonder if Von Trier was inspired by this movie because like, he liked the offbeat film so he probably had seen this film. Well, it's also a European film if you consider yes. the UK they don't part like of to think, Europe the at British the British don't like to think... Yes, the British don't like to think of themselves as European but they are. They Europe. are. They They're just are. not on the continent. They speak with a different accent than the generalized Americans' accents. So, you're a European too, Jay. No, I'm not. <laughs> I know, I was just talking about the accents. No, I'm not. I didn't say it like that either. <laughs> I'll start speaking in a British accent for the rest of the Well, episode. you just enunciate itish just now, and the rest of your words were Canadian. So British. I do say so. Very well. Let's continue the rest of the show with an accent. This is a very posh accent. So, I say, this film is very strange. Now, there is a deleted scene at the very end which features a panther, a black panther, walking down a hallway. Now, I'm going to stop because I don't want to keep it Sorry, up. Sorry, deleted scene? I, there was a panther in the movie. Mm, at the very end. It's it's strange. I mean, this, this movie is so incoherent that it's it like... It is. Where do, you, where do you, like, go from there? Because, like, after, like, you know, the death of the old lady, I just find that the mother is just... I mean, I, I get it. She's torn between the love she's still, like, that's resurfacing... For the the father who, whom she thought had just like ran away like years ago and then she's got her new boyfriend who is he supposed to be american or is he like yeah, a, no, he's american he's a photographer okay. so he's over and I, and I love the scene with him as a photographer trying to direct the model but i i couldn't tell if he was an actual american actor who just happened to live in the uk or if it's one of those oh i didn't have a problem with his accent so no yeah i believe he's like, like american actor. or canadian no no i think he well, might I be he was like a british actor like doing like american accent i could be wrong i usually pick it up is all i'm saying i usually pick it okay. up because look even Ewan McGregor. Yes. Ewan McGregor can't do an American accent. That's how he sounds when he does an American accent. I'm Ewan McGregor, American. It's not true, you're not. <laughs> and then you have sometimes Benedict Cumberbatch. His American accents are very also round, too round. His words trans are he's very like round. He's like doing a transatlantic accent. Yeah, but it's not even fast. It's not the right mm -hmm. speed for it. So I pick up the accent. I didn't pick this guy. Okay. Up at all. So he could just be like non-regional diction Canadian or something, or... I, I thought he was like... I don't know. I don't know. It reminded me, like, if it was a British actor doing an American accent, it just reminded me of that 
Arrested Development episode where Jason Bateman and Charlize Theron oh. and they're they're in Little Britain and like they go to this American themed restaurant and it's just like so, so obvious oh, that the British okay have, I remember what you're talking about where they have hot dogs and donuts I haven't seen that in years so but yes no, okay yeah no, it's bad sorry. accents I love them I love all accents but it's really funny like okay so like Keanu Reeves can't do a British accent to save his life and he tried it twice in the cinema much ado about nothing and uh, but, but that one he got away with it because all he had to do was be mean so um <laughs> the other one Bram Stoker's yeah. Dracula it was like no stop talking no but he does talking. he does yes but he does a pretty good California accent and he's Canadian so I mean that's pretty impressive sure yes that's good and also yes. just a digression also Winona Ryder's terrible at it too so yes she is there's two good sexy young people in that movie at the time are very oh, bad at Lucy, accents. are you feeling all right, Lucy? Oh my, oh my, what the deuce is going on? <laughs> Have we run out of things to talk about with Extra? No, no, no. I also would like to just bring up the fact that this incoherence, this audacity in some ways of this this film reminds me, even though it's still another from the American release date of 1983, we're still two years away, but it reminds me so much of Toby Hooper's Life Force just in terms of like, I mean, they're not really that similar of plots, but just that they're so both like just batshit crazy in a lot of ways. I mean, Hoop Life Force has all, you know, I think that's a pretty big budget for a... It's his biggest film. budget that he ever did. Yeah, 1985, but I mean, I saw like the seeds of like Life Force well, that sounds weird, in this film, and I gotta say, Miriam Dabo, like, okay, is she a nanny? She, like, yes, she, okay, yes, she's a nanny. An au pair? Yeah, an au pair. She is from France, so she is an au pair, and she, uh, she is so feisty. I actually like Hilarious, by the way, you'll say. Ha! You're talking about her boobs. I just did, yeah. yes. I, I'm picking it up, and I'm exposing you. But her character, though, and I know that Miriam Dabo in real life is British, but, like, was also raised in France, but, like, she's kind of like a useless character, because, aside from the obvious endowment to the arts that she provides <laughs> it's just she basically just has sex with her boyfriend and then like even even the the american photographer boyfriend's like well she doesn't even do anything he, he insinuates that she doesn't do anything i'm like she doesn't she <laughs> she gets on the phone and says do you want me to pick up some milk and, and eggs oh okay no well then i'm gonna go screw my boyfriend now again so i she just doesn't really she does have a part her part to play in the alien furtherance if you will What's that? But what she, is it her, what is it well this is where again like you talk about being a knockoff of alien like she's attacked by the toys and then she's I'm trying to remember because this is like even though I just watched this yesterday ah, it's, it's a like, vampire it's, I know even though I watched the whole thing with the Christmas lights on the tree on like a nice little glow early Saturday morning just kind of like you know this will be fun so then the toys attack her but then there's a proboscis that uh, attacks her and then she starts she's like sort of like the incubator for all these eggs that the little toy yeah, what? Uh, so she's like the quote-unquote mother of all these like alien eggs like or in the bathtub of all places. Yeah, what? Honestly, this movie is full of what? And and we're probably not yeah. doing we're absolutely doing a terrible a trash job yeah, right are. now oh, we of are. describing yeah. the scene. But it's fine. <laughs> it's fine because yeah. uh, as much as a vampire this is for me, I really do recommend watching it, especially if you want to see an early 80s film. Well, like this is hilarious because when you actually uh, had asked me if I had seen Extra and I had told you yeah, a long time ago, I bought the Second Sight British Blu-ray, you know, having not seen it for 25 years 
years because I was like, I remember just thinking it was so loopy. Yes. But I couldn't remember exactly. why, so I, I like bought the limited memory. edition. And, yeah, trying to remember a, a bad dream. I'm actually really happy I bought the Blu-ray because not only is it it's a region 3 disc, but the fact that it's like, not really only is nice it like, looking. well, they did it actually, it's really nice looking for a low-budget, like, you know, monster exploitation movie, but the fact that I, even though it's it's ridiculous, it's incoherent, I can't fully describe what I saw, but I, I still had a blast watching it. I'm like, oh, no, this is like, those are the kind of things you want in these kind of monster exploitation right. movies because... So the last scene, though, is the mother. This is where the alternate ending is. But the yes, mother... Which I watched both what of them. Okay, I'll tell you what happens with the mother and the alternate yeah. ending. You tell me what happens because, again, I just watched this. What yeah. happens to the mother? She comes back home after the father and son go away. They fly... See, this is the thing, too. Uh, just uh, just a slight digression. Are, are we sure that aliens truly extraterrestrial or are they, like, from a different dimension? Excuse me, because... they're extraterrestrial. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So they are extraterrestrial. But, like, the, but the, but the father and son, already the son's mutating. He's getting prepared to go to wherever the dad's been living, which planet or dimension he's been living in. And then she, they, they disappear in a flash of light. You know, I love the fact that there's no actual spaceship Never. that can be seen. Never. And then she kind of sits down on the grass and kind of in shock. And then we see her come home. And then all of a sudden, there's all these clones of her son waiting for her. Oh, holy crap. And... That's what I was going to describe. That's wasn't that, an alternate the... scene. That's an alternate. And maybe you actually... That was the ending I watched. Whoa, Damn, no, that's, that's the ending I watched. Dude, that's totally cool. Now, the, the ending yeah. that I saw was... Mm-hmm. This sort of proboscis without a body, but bulbous end to it just attacks her face and she's... Yes. That's it. The version I watched, because there's there's actually three versions on the Blu-ray. Oh. I watched the original... It said the original theatrical version, which I watched. Oh. I think it's the UK version. Oh. And then the deleted scene with the, the, the more bleak ending is the American ah. ending. And then there's a 2018 director's edition, which has the director... Is it Harry... What's his... Bromley Davenport. Harry Bromley Davenport. It's very British. Hello, I'm Harry Bromley Davenport of the Kent Davenport. And anyway, so he has a little introduction. He's like, oh, I got to play around with the color and some scenes here. So maybe it's better. Maybe it's worse. You decide. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And I didn't watch it. Uh, I was like, oh, it's too bad. Okay, so it. let's go back real quick to recap the very mm-hmm. end. The one that I was going to reveal is the one that you revealed. So that's pretty <laughs> oh. interesting right there. So the, you yes. see the clones of the kid are surrounding her. And yes. that might be... Something to do with the eggs that were in the... That's what I thought. I thought the eggs... But you know what's funny, though? Because she walks... The mother walks by the bathroom. And, like, uh, Miriam Dabo turned into a gestational... Right. ...mass isn't there So this is Alien, too, as well. She's she's strapped up to the wall, and she's in a cocoon. And at the base of her, where her feet would be, is now her womb. Like, the queen alien in Aliens is popping out eggs. And, in fact, eggs do come out, right? That's how she was up on the wall being the egg mama. Yeah. Man, this movie might be, really, it's obviously a Spielberg hodgepodge. Yes. Without the finesse of Spielberg. (laughs) No, far from it. But it also might be the... No John Williams score. Yeah, it might be the launching point, idea-wise, for a bunch of other movies. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I truly do think that even though Life Force has other influences, I feel like this movie had to have had some influence on Life Force. Well, even Cameron, like, looking at this might have been like... I like that thing strapped to the wall. I know I mentioned it earlier about something quite different, actually. But I like a person strapped to the wall like that. Oh, and she's got, like, an egg dispenser 
at the oh that's cool so these images stick in his head and then he has to design this alien thing and he just uses both for two different things in aliens yeah i can see that being oh no yeah cameron stole from a lot of sources so yeah it wouldn't surprise me i can see it happening so like life for yeah yeah all sorts of stuff okay so the american version is just the launching proboscis at her face and she's dead it's like really really dark it's like, yeah. oh, okay. And your version is like the Close Encounters version where it's all white. The scene that happens right before is the panther walking down the hallway. Yeah. And why? She sees the panther because the panther's still walking about. I'm like, oh, the panther's still walking about. Is panther just a, a one of his toys come to life? Yes. Okay, yes. okay. That's that question out of the way. So panther walks and then she walks in and sees all the kids. And that's very Close Encounters-y to me. But they're quite obviously masks. Yeah, very obviously. Yeah, masks and wigs. So we gave you details. Those don't do justice. So watch this film. It's actually on YouTube. Is so it? Yeah, oh, yeah. excellent. You can watch it on YouTube. Probably a rip of your Blu-ray. One of, yeah, because I checked before this, and it still hasn't been released by, you know... Nobody stateside. You would think it, it screams like, to me, it would be like a Vinegar Syndrome Dude, honestly, or... seriously, I, I, this one, I did some prior research just in the past day or so, and there's tons of people ha- that have vlogs and video reviews from over the years about this, but I just really don't really hear too much about it. And that's on mm. YouTube. Ah. which is why I wanted to talk about it and with you because you said you had the Blu-ray I'm like well what's your excuse you haven't watched it yet watch it and we'll talk so we did so thank you Jay you're welcome and since you're new here why don't you tell people how to get a hold of you well I'm on Twitter at Julius Barthelmy just I tweet about uh, usually films or if I'm angry about something Christmas related which is silly because I'm really am a big Christmas person or football do I talk about football yeah actually just with other people people usually well, <laughs> you don't really you're not one of those people that's like films and football you're just, well, just no, sometimes no, I mean, very I, I, very relevant. my my football related tweets when the when the the canadian football league is active because i'm a saskatchewan rough riders fan but you know i'm a miami dolphins fan for the nfl so uh, the fins aren't uh, doing so well so i don't really have much to watch all right plus watching american football it, it's slower than ours so oh oh yeah but i digress i don't know too much sports i don't do sports at all so i know that's <laughs> I digress. Yeah. So that's how you get a hold of him there. And you can check out at Grumpire online for whenever Jay has an article released. What articles have you done so far? You- Let's see. I've, yeah, I've written about Blue Velvet, Slapshot, Star Trek The Motion Picture, and Love Actually, and Antiviral. So I've, I've written a weird variety of uh, films. <laughs> yeah. Genre. It's actually a nice collection of coverage there. Just from you alone. And we have a few others some fantastic writers i always enjoy whenever another writer puts up something or even when you or lb put up like a mixtape because there's a great little written piece accompanying it so no i I, i'm really honored to be part of your uh, site well i'm glad to have you because you can you contribute well to us so check all of that out and of course check out extra because it is indeed insane but i hope you don't have the same experience i always have with it which is falling asleep in the middle of it or trying to not fall asleep that's even worse struggling to stay awake on that note good night everybody good night i must have my sweets oh i could just gobble you up